somebody. I love our worship team. They are awesome. <laughs> I just told them, I said, I'm going to need you at the end. Don't y'all be going home on me today. Amen. Hallelujah. Whew, so good. Anybody sweating right now? Is it just me? Cause I'm overweight. Hey, real quick. I just want to give honor where you know, it's good to honor, isn't it? Right. It's good to honor. And my, my in-laws are in town and have been in town for a week. And, and, and I just want to mention them because they have been so, so huge in my life. My father-in-law, Frank Cope is over here and, uh, he is, he's been a, he's not just been a father-in-law, but he's been a spiritual mentor and encourager to me for so many years. And so if, if you still got some issues and problems with me, you need to see him. His number is 501-9, but, but he's got some work still to do, but pop, I love you. I want to thank you for being Jesus to me and pushing me forward. My mother-in-law's here too. And she's also played an instrumental role in shaping who I am. You can tell she cooks and I love me some chicken tenders. Mom cooks just anything. She puts on the stove. Just, it's just, it's the bread of heaven. Amen. It's just good. And, um, she's now she's been a blessing in so many ways. She's uh, an encourager. She's prayed for some things in, in our lives over the years, and they've, they've come to reality. So I'm just going to tell you something. If you're, if you're in need today and, and, and have a need you want lifted up to heaven, that's a prayer warrior right there in Betty Cope, and she will pray it down. And uh, anyway, so I love you guys. Thank you all for being here. And uh, make sure you leave something in the, the giving boxes in the back today before you leave. So anyway, hey, come on. You don't get to, you don't get to go somewhere for free. You got to pay sometimes. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, I love you. The guests are going, we really should have gone. Church of Christ doesn't sound so bad right now, does it? Amen. Hallelujah. Guys, I'm so glad you're here today. Church is more fun, as it said on social media. The church is more fun when you guys are present and, and when you're here. Hey, we're in this series entitled Mary and Bright. And last week, we kicked it off with this, this idea of how in this season can we live lives that are merry. That word merry means cheerful. It means joyful, right? And, 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 and I know that, that the, the world in which we live in can oftentimes be discouraging and cause us to, to not be merry, right? It can weigh us down. But, but here's the understanding we came to. We can live lives that are merry, cheerful, and joyful because of this gift that God has given us through his son, Jesus Christ. And the grace of God demonstrated by the death of Jesus on the cross and for everyone who receives this free gift of grace, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, that is the only way you can live a life that is cheerful and joyful and merry. Jesus says these words in John chapter 10, verse 10. I have come to suck the life out of you. Even the most modern translations don't even read that way. Jesus says, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundant. Guys, I want you to understand something this Christmas. God wants you to live the best life any human being could ever live. And it's only available through this gift he's given us, his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus is not a killjoy. He didn't come to suck it out of you. No, he wants you to live life. Some translations say abundant and free life to the max life that is over the top life to the next level. That's what Jesus does. Are you with me there? And your best hope of living that type of life, your only hope is whatever you will do with this gift of Jesus that God has given us. Are we okay so far? 
man, I want you to be Mary. And it comes to a relationship with Jesus Christ. That means it's always perfect. But even in those dark days and difficult days, I'm telling you, when I think about all that Jesus has done for me, all the times he's, come on, has God been good to anybody else besides a preacher? He's good. Amen. Hallelujah. He's good. And so those of you watching online right now, listen, I I don't care where you're at, but it's okay to throw your hands up out in public. Just don't elbow somebody next to you or throw little kids to the wayside in the midst of that. But, but it's okay. And we are honored that you guys are watching us online today, by, by the way. Well, uh, I, I love Christmas, as you can tell, uh, on so many levels. We, last weekend, we had the lighting of the trees. That was a fun time. And Santa was here. And I single-handedly, I, I think I, 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 a dozen tamales last Sunday night. That's why I'm trying to wear something to kind of hide some things today. I was told that black is slimming. And so, um, um, but, but we had a great night as we lit up our front property. And if you've not driven by the church property at nighttime, you ought to drive by and just walk through the lights and enjoy those. But, but I love Christmas. And, 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 and for a lot of us, Christmas is, is all about a gift, is it not? In fact, if, if you don't think Christmas is about gifts, why don't you ask one of your kids or grandkid? And, and for them right now, even in our best efforts and intentions as moms and dads and trying to be a focus on the family moment and push them towards Jesus, they, gifts are still a big deal for them, are they not? And, and I think that's okay. I love gifts too. Um, and, and by the way, just, just being fully transparent. Is that okay if a preacher's transparent? Or I, you want me to lie to you? What do you want me to do? I don't be transparent. I just found that that's always best, right? But, but my, wife, my wife sent me a, uh, uh, an email about six weeks ago and said, hey, this would be a great idea for me for Christmas. Now, I can work with that. I like that. I like a woman that tells me what she wants, and, and I'm going to make it happen. Amen? But I'm a little bit nervous because I had to order it from a, a country overseas that has hostile leadership, and, you know, we're not where chips for new cars are kind of delayed in ocean ships in San Francisco Bay or wherever they're at. I don't know. I'm just hoping and praying that this gift that my wife has picked out for me to purchase her for Christmas, I pray and it shows up. Now, just a disclaimer, I'm being fully transparent or do you want me to lie to you? I'll be transparent. I ordered the wrong color, right size, wrong color. So I had to get back with them as if not ordering something off of Instagram is hair raising enough for a guy like me. I ordered the wrong color. So now I actually have to talk to a robot or somebody. I don't know. I have to, and just hope and pray that I get the right color. So from what I've told, they're tracking it for me. I hope it shows up. So this is going to, but we love gifts. You've already been looking. You've already been doing what she's told you to do, dudes. You've already ordered. You've, kids love gifts. We, we all love that anticipation of, of gifts. And some of you already may have these gifts under a tree. We, we love that idea of gifts under the tree. And if you've got, how many of you, round of applause, already have a present or two under your tree? A couple of you. Good. I hope one of them has Pastor Jason's name on it, but that's okay. But kids. Kids, I'm telling you, and if you've got little ones in the house, or if you've got husbands that act little, uh, they are longing and waiting for the day in which they can unwrap that gift. You see, some of us have made lists. We've already sent, my, my youngest daughter sent me a list back in August about what she wanted. I'm like, living under this roof is privilege enough for you, kiddo. You just suck it up. I've already bought all 27 items on that list for her, but, 
but, but, but, but kids love in there. There's this anticipation of the day. There's this hope of that. Whatever is wrapped in that box, I hope Kids are even, they're getting, their prayer life is solid right now. They're being as nice as they've been the previous 11 months, aren't they? Right now. Because you got to be on that nice list. Get what you want. They're praying and they're hoping. They're longing that the fulfillment of all their dreams and desires would come to be. Wow. Today, I want us to look at a similar scenario. In an Old Testament book, the book of Isaiah. Uh, today, I want us to look at, Isaiah was one of the first prophets. In fact, he's probably known as the most famous prophet. Isaiah is, is a book that's kind of a tale of, of, of two prophecies, you might say. Starts out the first 39 chapters of the book. It's, it's kind, of, kind of doom and gloom for the children of Israel, the nation of Israel. You see, Israel is, is being punished They've turned their back on God and, and Israel is experiencing what happens even in our lives today that when we do those things that go against God's will, life doesn't always work out abundant and free then, does it sometimes? And it, it can seem sour and it can seem a little, little saddened, right? Uh, Israel's going through that right now. And, um, and so um, uh, they, they're, they're about to be, t- they've been taken over by the Assyrians then they've been overtaken by the Babylonians um, and they're exiled from their homeland. It is dark and it's a desperate time in Israel's history. And God raises up a man by the name of Isaiah to go and, and speak to that situation. But there's a shift that happens in the book of Isaiah and in his prophecy in which it's not so much doom and gloom and reminding them of the poor decisions they've made, but it becomes a message of hope. It becomes a message of a promise that will be fulfilled. You see, there's a time and a shift that happens in which they've been exiled from their homeland in which they begin to return to that. And Isaiah begins to prophesy and remind them, hey, listen, you've been blessed by God. He's given you this gift. This is how you should now live. But he's not just speaking to them of a return to their homeland, a homecoming. He's also speaking much further into their future and our future as to the arrival of a savior, a light, a promised king, one who would be known as the prince of peace. He will come one day and truly fulfill our greatest hopes and dreams and fulfill the promises Mark, my Word. Now, why are we looking at this today? Because I understand that some of us are in a dark place this Christmas. Some of you have been giving some, some health news that's set you back. There's been a situation maybe with your employment or your finances that has caused a little fear and anxiety, maybe even a little worry. For, for some of you, you're, you're wondering how you're going to make this happen. For some of you, there's a relationship that's just teetering right now on the edge of disaster, right? It's dark for you. And here's what I want you to see from our time together today about Christmas. Even in your darkest days, there is hope. Christmas is about hope. Chris is about a promise that will come. And I just want to encourage you to watch for the light. 
Watch for the light to come. Look what it says in Isaiah chapter 60, beginning in verse one, verses one through three. Isaiah says this, arise Jerusalem, let your light shine for all to see. For the glory of the Lord rises to shine on you. Darkness as black as night covers all the nations of the earth, but the glory of the Lord rises and appears over you. All nations will come to your what? Come on, two people can read. Where are the rest of you scholars? All nations will come to your and mighty kings will come to see your radiance. Now, if you know me, I gravitate to that word light in this scripture here. I love lights. You've seen it on our church property. You've seen it in the atrium. You even see it behind me uh, today. I love lights and you love lights too. It seems like lights this time of the year are more present and we go to ex great extremes to make sure they're out there, right? Storefronts littered with lights, your Christmas trees, lights on them, houses. Mine doesn't have them on them yet because we have rain in the area. Hallelujah. And I'm not going to curse or cuss or say, I wish it would stop raining. Because in August, when I was sweating like a fat pig and we were longing for a little bit of moisture, I wanted it, right? So, so be it if I have to delay my putting up of lights. If anybody has a Christmas light handyman business card, I'll take that today too. But we love lights. I'm going to put them up at some point. Some of us even, we put projectors on our houses to make it look like it's snowing and what have you. We love lights. We'll, we, we will gather on our town square. I can't remember where that card. We have a Christmas card called Christmas in the city. And at that gathering, we will end the night by lighting candles and singing silent night. And it's a beautiful thing. We know that even in scripture, it says that when Jesus was born, that the glory of the Lord filled the heavens and, 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 and there was, there was something that guided these shepherds outside the city to the place where the newborn king laid. We know that eventually, several years later, there was a group of men that studied the heavens known as Magi that eventually found Jesus in his home, but they were led by a star, a light, right? Lights are a big deal at Christmas. And John, one of Jesus's closest friends, one of his followers would, would write these words in the book of John chapter one about light and describing Jesus in this way. I love what John says, beginning in verse four, he says, the word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought what it brought light to everyone. And the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. Don't you just love that? I love that verse. Verse nine says, what does it say? The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone was coming into the world, right? It can never be, I love that Jesus is the light. And I want you to understand that Jesus Christ is the light that makes your Christmas merry and bright. He's the light that makes your Christmas Mary and bride. Do we have that for the folks at home to see on the screens? We do. Throw that up there. Christ is the light 
that makes Christmas merry and bright. Now listen, I know for some of you, you're living in a time that is dark, but, 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 but I think that we've got to understand. And when we have a greater understanding of, of what's happening in Israel, when Isaiah speaks these words, it's a very, very dark time for them. They're wondering where is the hope and when will the fulfillment of God's promise really come to be? Where is this light that will come? Where's this, where's this savior that, the, the, you know, that would deliver us, Isaiah, that you're speaking of? Isaiah chapter nine, it starts even early on in his book, right? He shall be called wonderful counselor. He'll be a mighty God. He will be an everlasting father, a prince of peace. Well, that's great. But right now, life is dark and it stinks and it's lousy. We long for the days of, of promises fulfilled. We, we, we long for, for this gift of hope to come that God has given us. But when will it happen? And someone listening today might just be there. You know, Bing Crosby, when he wrote that song, White Christmas, that phrase, merry and bright, right? Sounds great in a Christmas carol. It looks great in a sermon bumper and it looks great on a card, but is it really possible to live a life that is merry and bright? Well, we believe here and I believe, and I think there's some others that are with me here today that understand that Jesus can make a heart Mary. And the light that Jesus brings can make even the darkest situation, the darkest life, it can seem to brighten it up. In fact, you know what's, on, what's necessary for darkness to be present, right? For the light to not be. You see, darkness is not greater than light. In fact, just flip a switch on when you go home tonight in a dark house and see when you turn that switch on darkness flees because the light has come. And so for those of you listening here today that are going through a difficult dark time, I want you just to hang on and watch for the light because when that light does show up and it will, it will dispel the darkness that you're facing right now. Mm. Light is greater than darkness. And John would remind us and Isaiah would want the children of Israel to know that even though it's dark right now, the light will surely come. It's still cloudy outside here today, isn't it? Some of us would say, where is the sun? I'm gonna let you know the sun's there. It's just a little muted today. It's, it's not as, as bright and visible today, but make no mistake about it that above those clouds above us today, that sun is shining and it's bright. And I just wanna encourage someone here today that life is dark and it's a little cloudy right now. Do not give up on the light. Do not give up on the sun. It's still there and it will make its way into your world. <laughs> Isaiah would go back in verses two and three. Let me read those again because he wanted to remind Israel that there is darkness as black as night that covers all the nations of the earth. Guys, listen, do you understand 
They're exiles. Their homeland has been taken from them. They are being controlled and dominated by other armies and outside forces. Yet Isaiah starts this chapter. He's saying, Israel, you need to arise. You need to wake up. Your deliverer will come. He's coming. And even though it's dark right now, it, it's, it's like a kid at Christmas. I think for some of us in the church, we're, we're, we're kind of like parents on Christmas morning. You know your kids are up early. And they're looking at this and they're saying, hello, guys, listen, he came. Look, there's stuff under the tree. He came. Wow. And your kids are waiting for you to wake up because you've threatened them. Don't you dare get into that until I'm up at 1130, you know. But they're up early. And some of you you, 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 you broke the code as a kid, and you need to remember that with your kids. You started shaking, rattling, and rolling those things early before it was time on Christmas, didn't you? You, you, you used inspector gadget methods and opened those pre- presents with precision and tried to get them back together so no one would know. God does. He knows your sinfulness. But can't you, your kids are so excited. They're anticipating, they're longing for the hope that they've been all, all December they've been having this. Only to open those gifts and see the fun. I think that God in heaven is, is looking to us as a church of Jesus Christ and say, hey, I need you guys to wake up. I need you to arise. I have given you gifts, but you have left them unopened. You've left this good, beautiful gift still sitting under a tree. You, guys, you, 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 you know that gifts are not just ornamental. Oof. It's crying at me now. It'll be okay. She'll be okay. I promise you. They're not ornamental. This gift is useless unless it's ripped open and put to use and played with and shared with others and listened to and read and whatever's in this box. They're meant to be used. And I just can't help but think that heaven is saying, listen, I know that it may seem dark in your world right now, but I want you to know I've given you some gifts. I've given you a gift and and you need to open this thing and you need to use it. Come on, don't leave it under a tree. Come on, somebody. I want you to be the recipient of this, but you've got to choose to, well, you've got to choose to use this gift. Listen, I'm not trying to downplay the darkness that you're going through right now, but here's what I know. When we, and to what level we allow the light to come into my darkness will determine the extent of of me walking out of that darkness and me growing and thriving despite that darkness. The reality is if Jesus is the light of the world, And light is greater than darkness. Here's the great hope I have for someone listening here today. That darkness you're going through, it dissipates and it's gone to the level that you let Jesus into your darkness. And it's hard. 
it's hard for, for any of you that, that, that have been with us any amount of time, you, you, you know, that for me, me personally, there was, there was a very, the last year was probably the worst year of my life, but I choose to worship. I choose to continue to seek Jesus and to praise him even in the midst of the darkness. I, I need him. When it's the darkest is when we need the light the most. And so I'm not going to flee. I'm not going to run. I'm not going to keep him out. The light. I need the light to illuminate and dispel darkness. Somebody needs to be encouraged with that right now because you... Your breakthrough might just be opening up this gift from God known as Jesus and letting the light shine in your darkness. Hey. Uh, Yeah, verse two, darkness is as black as night and it covers all the nations of the earth. But look what Isaiah tells Israel. But the glory of the Lord rises and appears over you. What? Come. What? We're exiled. We're homeless. We've been overtaken. And you're telling me that there will be glory that rises and appears over you. And look look what all the nations are going to come to your light. Broken, tattered, defeated, left like it's you're done. Uh Uh-uh. Isaiah says, no, no, all the nations and their kings are going to come to see your light. They're going to come to see your right. Hey, you living in darkness right now, watch for the light. It's there. Just as the sun is shining above these clouds over the hill country, I'm telling you, your light has not left. Let it in. Let it in. Let the light of Christ into your darkness right now. And watch the miracle and the breakthrough come your way. Towards the end of chapter 60, we find these words in verses 19 and 20. Isaiah says, no longer will you need the sun to shine by day, nor the moon to give its light by night. It's the Lord, your God, that will be your everlasting light. Guys, I'm telling you, the light you need today is not some other worldly leader or power. You don't need some other national strength or army. Let the light that Isaiah was encouraging Israel with be your light. The Lord your God will be your everlasting light and your God will be your glory. Your sun will never set. Your moon will never go down for the Lord will be your everlasting light. Your days of mourning will come to an end. Weeping may last for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Amen. Watch for the light. Here's what I love. I love the Bible. Do you ever read it? I love the Bible because this Old Testament prophecy is recorded once again, even in the very last book of the Bible, not the maps, but in Revelation chapter 21, verses 23 and 24, we find these same words about the glory of the Lord that will be our light. You see, Isaiah was speaking to a homecoming for Israel, but I want you to be encouraged today that there will be another arrival of Jesus, not just his birth, but his return. And there will be a glorious homecoming for those of us who belong to him. Verse chapter 22, verse five speaks to this, this city that will be lit 
with the glory of the Lord. When you and I are so dependent on the sun to guide us by day and the moon by night. Sailors are so dependent on the stars to guide them as they navigate. I'm telling there will be a day whew, in which we will need no sun or moon because the glory of the Lord will fill the heavenly house. Amen. But can I just encourage you today? You don't have to sit and wait for that day because the glory of the Lord wants to step into your darkness right now and push that darkness away. But when's it going to happen? I don't know. How's it going to happen? I don't know. But I just know that we must patiently wait for God's timing. You know, we have a month that's on a clicker right now and the 25th will open all these. And when will your gift and when will your light dawn on you? And when will you be delivered from your darkness that you're encountering right now? I don't know that. I'm not God. But I'm going to hold on to the promise. I'm going to hold on to the promise. And I'm going to continue to watch for the light to come. A person walking in a dark spot right now, hang on. God's for you. He's come to give you life. He wants to shine greatly right now in that dark place that you're in. But you must wait patiently. You need to wait for God's timing. Jesus says this later in the book of John chapter Eight. I just want you to know that Jesus is your answer. Jesus is what you need. He says these words in John chapter 8. He says, I'm the light of the world. And if you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness. Because you will have the light that leads to life. If Jesus is the light of the world and if Jesus says if you will just let me come in you will not have to walk in darkness my friend my question is to you today what's keeping Jesus out of your situation what's keeping you from letting the light of the world step in your darkest hour right now will you let him in relationship issue hey would you let Jesus step into that health issue. Hey, will you let Jesus in? Financial struggles, job troubles. Will you let Jesus in right now and light up your darkness? Fear, anxiety, worry. Will you let Jesus in right now in that darkness and let him push it aside and let him illuminate your path? He is the light that you need in your darkest time. And I'm praying that you would let him in. I'm gonna do something right now. Can we just stand up? Let's all stand up. Hey, can I get a, some of our ministry team just to make themselves available today? Because I just want us to just pray And right now. And hey, some of you raised your hand. Some of you declared right now you're in a dark spot. Here's what, we're just gonna camp out here for just a few moments. We're not done. But I just want to pause and I want to give a moment for you to receive some ministry and encouragement right now. Our ministry team is here and I just want you to come today. If you need a word of encouragement, if you need prayer, the 
band's gonna continue just to play behind me and, and we're just gonna seek the Lord right now. We're gonna ask him to step into our darkness and invite him into that. He's the light that we need right now. So I wanna encourage you to humble yourself. Maybe just let go of the death grip on that chair right now and, and maybe just come down and let somebody meet you in this moment. Let them pray with you and encourage you. That's why we stand down front today to pray with and encourage. Jesus, I wanna thank you right now as people that are struggling and going through a tough time. God, I pray that they would understand that you are the answer. You are what they need and may they receive that today. God, I wanna thank you for your great gift of love that you've demonstrated us. Jesus, through his death on the cross, God, that we can receive the grace and the forgiveness of our sins. God, you consider us righteous if we will just open up and accept this gift that you've given us through Jesus. It's a grace gift, it's free. But God, we've gotta receive that. Father, for the person right now that's hurting and struggling, may they not know they, or may they know they don't have to face this on their own, that you stand ready, that there are others here today that want to encourage them in this moment. God, let us just receive the light into our darkness right now. Jesus, for the person that's never said yes to you as Lord and Savior, may that happen right now. The greatest gift they can have this Christmas is Jesus. God, thank you for the reminder today that the people that have, were walking in darkness will see a great light. And we know that that light has come. That light is Jesus, a baby born in a manger, Lord. Jesus, thank you for that declaration that you are the light of the world. And if we walk in you, we do not have to walk in darkness any longer right now. Just come and receive the light of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God, thank you that you're greater than any marriage issue. You're greater than any financial setback. God, thank you that you are greater than health setbacks. God, I'm so thankful that you work in the midst of, of fear and worry and anxiety. God, you control it all if we just let Jesus, the light of the world, into our darkness. Thank you, God, even right now. Lord, thank you for that promise that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. God, we hold on to that promise that you're greater. You're greater. God, thank you for the promise that if you're for us, there's nothing that can be against us. God, thank you for the reminder and the promise today and the hope that we have is that our God is able to do immeasurably more than we could ever dream or ask. You're greater. You want to do so much greater than we can even wrap our minds around God right now. I pray that people would receive that. Need a word of encouragement today? Come and let us encourage. You need a, a, a glimmer of hope? You need light? Come and let us point you to that. Jesus is here. Jesus is here. Don't miss this moment. Father, we thank you for that. We thank you for the life that is available to everyone who believes. We thank you for Jesus. Thank you for going to the cross and for giving us life. We sing about it and we celebrate you now, Jesus.